Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Commiserate. I'm Sam. And I'm Dave. And we are, we're, we're, we're just in a new week. We're back at it. <laughs> we're back at it again. First things first, can you tell us about your new iPhone? Because I have questions. Why do you have questions, Sam? I want to know how the camera compares to others. Okay, um, so my, I'm on a family plan, and my mm. mom my mom reached out to me last month, and she said, "Hey, we're up for you know we're up for an upgrade coming soon." Um, and I said, "Mom, my phone is fine. Like, make sure like Kate, like you know my my sister, my dad, my little brother, make sure they all have you know new new stuff." She said, "No, they're fine." Um, do you want the 15? And I said, oh, oh, then in that case, absolutely. Um, which is nice because my, you know, my battery just started, you know how just Apple, I feel like they kind of have a way, whether it's through the software or the hardware, whatever the case is, I feel like within two or three years, everything starts breaking down. Well, I mean, the battery specifically, but everything yeah. else. Um, the fact that I shattered the screen. I was going to say, like, times, there is another that did, no, 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 part no, no, of this no, recipe don't, here don't that is you me. having to the constantly phone replace itself, your screen. The phone itself is fine. I may or may not have been accident, accident prone multiple times. You were literally axing your phone. <laughs> I Anyway, okay, so it's back. iPhone uh, 15 Pro. I haven't the pro. This seems this small is for the, the pro. pro. Mm-hmm. It's actually smaller. It's smaller than, than my regular iPhone 13. Yep, that makes me happy. It's nice. Yeah. See, it's about how you use it, and I haven't been able to go through and and put it through its paces yet. But I'm actually super excited because it has a three power mechanical lens, mm-hmm. and that that alone, just the zoom. I wish it was four power, but three is fine. Isn't three standard for? The other iPhones, though? I don't care what standard is. Four power would have been way cooler. I know four power would have been, because look at it. No, that's all digital zoom. But the three... No, so this has a separate lens specifically designed for for lens zoom. For lens zoom. So you have one, so one lens is like the standard focal length. The Mm -hmm. second one is for wide angle. Uh And then the third is for optical zoom. So it's not oh, this... on on the regular iPhone <clears throat> when it zooms, it's literally just cropping into the yes. picture. Yes. Digitally. So it's like Is that what I'm hitting or the three X? That's the three X. That's the same thing as this. Nope. It is, I'm telling you. Well, do you have the pro? I have I don't have the no, third you lens. Don't see, that's that's not a mechanical oh, that's not I a mechanical zoom. So your your image quality will suffer. Uh-huh. That's why typically if you have like if you crop in on a picture too much, it'll start getting that little grainy blurry thing. Uh-huh. That's because Apple has this weird high high efficiency compression format, mm-hmm. but they also do this weird thing where they keep the DPI low and the image size high. Oh, I see. Most other you know Android phones or, or they do they keep the DPI at a standard level, mm-hmm. and then the image size changes. Yes. Apple, in typical Apple fashion, sorry, I really feel like I'm tan- going on a tangent no, no, here. I asked. This is one of those things that I happen to actually know a little bit about, so I love it. A little bit. Just a, just a tad. Yeah, go just on. Just a tad. Um, anyway, it's a really nice phone. I look forward to using it, um, primarily for 
you know, landscape photography and, and all that, you know, and uh, screenshotting memes. <laughs> yes. It'll come in handy. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's we... like the opposite of a commiserate, though. No, that's I like was a, just curious. That's like a happy thing. That's, uh, sorry, counteract it with something that you need to commiserate about. I don't have anything this week. Nothing? No, actually, it's been pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a busy week. Uh, the th- I can't talk about the things I want to commiserate about. <laughs> uh, if you want to talk about your family, no, we, I don't. We save that for, for it's, scotch time. It's not about my family. Um, let's just get into the... Oh, you know what, actually, I am sad about is the Ahsoka series ended. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my Tuesday evenings anymore. I was relieved that wow. it ended. Wow. That I was much? like, I have my I have my Tuesday nights back. I don't have to stay up until, okay, you know, that, midnight nice. anymore waiting for the release to come out at 9 o'clock and then staying up till okay, okay. the wee hours of the morning because we had to record a, uh, a podcast. Hours. I mean, it's the same day. It's, it's barely. Anyway. Barely the same day. Anyway. Um, so, you know, Ahsoka ended last week, so this week, um, just to buy ourselves a little bit of time, we went ahead and watched the 2008 release of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Yes. Now, when we first talked about this, there was a big wash of nostalgia. I was like, oh man, we're going to go back, watch Ahsoka's legacy, her first, like, on-screen performance at all, Mm -hmm. um, and then we put it on. Well, there's, okay... There's a whole. I have most of my notes are basically just about the background of this production alone. Uh, this movie wasn't going to get a theatrical release or even be a theatrical thing at all because they were developing the Clone Wars series. George Lucas and Dave Filoni. Uh, Dave Filoni was approached asking if he wanted to be a part of it, and being that he was such a huge Star Wars nerd himself, he was, of course, ready to jump at the opportunity. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Just for the sake of conversation, I want to go back. 2008. Yes. I got to set the scene. According to Google 2008 in review, there was a global financial crisis. Mm -hmm. Barack Obama was elected the 44th president of the United States. He's reading this off a list. There was a Russian-Georgian war. Kosovo declares independence. Russia changes leadership. There was a terrorist attack in Mumbai. How do I not remember that? Because you were four. I was tiny. Oh my God. <laughs> Food prices rise. Is that even like 2008 news? That's Growing violence of the Taliban? That's stuff that's, okay, yeah. okay. So, so anyway, just to set the scene, 2008, yes. it was apparently a very difficult yes. year. So it wasn't meant to uh, be released theatrically. But one hilarious quote from George Lucas that I found was uh, they were in the middle of developing the like first few episodes of the series and George Lucas himself said, as they were looking at the episodes that they had produced thus far, he got to see them on the big screen, and he said, wow, this is so beautiful. Why don't we just go ahead and use the crew and make a feature? <laughs> he was blown away by how beautiful the animation was, apparently. Okay, can, you, can you do it in the George Lucas that, voice? Uh, this is so beautiful. Why, huh, huh, why don't we just go ahead and huh, 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 use the crew and make a feature? I can't do George Lucas. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, I think you could nail it. I mean, so, you, I know, I, I haven't... No, that good. was my it's first good. time ever trying to that do his voice. It was fine. It was um, good effort. You so, that should tell you something alone. George Lucas thought that this was beautiful. 
So that should give you an inkling of what we're but in got, for this is This is 2008 George Lucas. I don't think he fully understood. This was like, because had he really done any animation work prior to this? Mm, not he that did, I know he of. He did 2003 Star mm. Wars The Clone Wars, but so much of that was, um, who's mm. the guy that, we, we talked about this before. Oh, the guy um, who did the 2003 Clone Wars? He did this, it was um, the same guy that did Samurai Jack. Tartakovsky, I think his name is. Yeah, Tartakovsky. Tartakov, isn't that a the isn't, isn't that an egg based like dipping sauce? No. Oh, that's tartar sauce. <laughs> yes. What's the guy's name? Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. If you look at the two thousand three. Yep, I'm, I'm looking at the director. Okay, well clearly you're doing it wrong. Oh, Dave Filoni. Because, oh wait, no. no that's Oh my God, IMDb, you are okay. Failing me. Just trust me when I say it's Tartakovsky. I trust you. Very little, but it's it's there. Oh my gosh! Wow. The, okay, hey, there it is. Anyway, Matt Lucas. Oh, what? Yes. A, can I just say this was one of my favorite? Oh yeah. Cartoons. No, it's it still How holds up that? to Gen- this day. Gen- Gendy. Gendy. I think so. Gendy Tartakovsky. Wow. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that later. Um, I want to talk about the voice acting cast that they have for uh, this movie. We have some surprises here. Samuel L. Jackson and Christopher Lee both returned to voice Mace Windu and Count Dooku, respectively. That was, I totally forgot that they actually lent their voices uh, to this movie. We have Matthew Wood, who voiced all the battle droids in the prequels, and Anthony Daniels voicing 3PO, but that's no surprise because that's classic. Yeah. Um, My only note was Sam Jackson just kind of sounds like he doesn't want to be there. (laughs) He doesn't have too many lines in this, but still. Now, top props to the man for trying to sound like yeah. Ewan McGregor. Well, I'm talking about Windu. Mace Windu. Oh, Mace? Uh, yeah. I thought, uh, wait, wait, wait. Who was the guy that returned for... I thought Sa- I thought Samuel... Samuel L. Jackson for... returned mm-hmm. for Windu, oh, and then Christopher mean, Lee. You mean for the... Yeah. I'm talking about for the... Yeah. The movie we just watched. Yeah, Christopher Lee was there. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, you weren't listening to me. You were looking on IMDb for Tarnikovsky. Absolutely. What were you saying? Samuel L. Jackson returned to voice Mace Windu? Yes. And then Christopher Lee returned to voice Count Dooku. Yes. Are you with me right now? Because you're still looking at your phone. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm listening. You just need to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Sure. So what I'm saying is, don't wow me. Dave, you pick up your phone again. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you paused. No. Uh, Sam Jackson. Yes. He voiced Mace Windu. I heard that. You know who Sam Jackson is. He played Mace Windu in the action. I feel uncomfortable calling him Sam. It's Sam. I'm allowed to because we share the name. Samuel L. Jackson. Respect the man. Sammy. Uh, But what I was saying was he just kind of sounds like he doesn't want to be there the whole time. He doesn't have too many lines in this. He he doesn't have. He has like probably... Seven or eight. He's lines. like, he's like, ready to ship. Yeah, well, I guess we're gonna go fight him. But um, Christopher Lee sounds fantastic Phenomenal. as as Phenomenal. Uh, Count Dooku. Uh, we are also introduced to Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, uh, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, and James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan. I believe he also voiced Obi Wan in the Tartakovsky series. But um, Ashley Eckstein. Initially, mm. I thought she had a very whiny, like, whiny voice. I don't know how else to put it, but like a very teenage, really annoying, 
Yes, I can, actually. And as someone with a whiny voice, I will say it grated my nerves. Yeah. However, in later series, you just kind of, you know, it, it grows on you. No, it does. Um, Matt Lanter does a wonderful job as Anakin. And I think we've talked about it. It's just weird hearing Anakin portrayed with such life and expression in his voice. I think he was like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing and make Anakin my own. I wrote in my notes... Hayden brought Anakin to life. Matt brought life to Anakin. It's a it is jarring to go between like the yeah. animated series and this movie and the prequels and stuff and to see because I feel like who Anakin is are two it's two different people. Yes. Like yeah. emotionally mature, you know, yeah. like everything. Once you once you accept that you're just watching an entirely different portrayal of Anakin, it's easier to digest. Oh, absolutely. Then we have James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan. I have feelings about this. I feel like I'm sure Do James Arnold. I'm sure James Arnold Taylor is a wonderful human being. Uh, I've seen interviews it's with him. Pretty bottom as well. of the barrel. He, he seems very nice and funny. But his Obi Wan betrayal. He seems like a nice guy. I, I'd invite him over for a barbecue. Maybe yeah. crack a beer. Yeah, I'd, steak. Yeah, I'd invite him over for a barbecue and I make him cook. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, no. Clarify. He should invite us over for a barbecue. That's it. We need yeah. to make this happen. His portrayal of Obi-Wan is just so one note. Every single line is delivered with the same exact inflection and intonation that, and don't hold your breath for the rest of the Clone Wars series because it doesn't change. Like maybe he has one or two lines with some variation, but every line is delivered like a one-liner. I have to say, I was expecting more. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's I I know you brought this up a while ago when we were watching some of the Clone Wars series. I was like, nah, there's more emotion. And then no. watching this movie, it's it's pretty consistent. No, it's it's very it's pretty consistent. Uh we also have Tom Kane as Yoda, and I have to and Tom Kane he voices Yoda in basically every uh animated Star Wars media, including video games, animated series. Everything. I have to say, I've never been a fan of his portrayal as Yoda's voice either, because it is also usually pretty robotic. Like, uh, we'll watch the movie. We must. It's always, I can't, I can't do it. But it's always, again, the exact same inflection, the exact same intonation. I, I sense no life behind it, but maybe I'm being too picky. Um, and you know, and that's kind of one of those, just from like a, a fan, like a lore fan. Um, Yoda's tough to, because like the, the puppet Yoda that we know from the original series, mm -hmm. the CGI Yoda that we know from the prequel series, um, and then the animated Yoda, they're, they're all so vastly different between like just style and language and temperament and energy levels. Like they're just so, they're all so completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. Kind of in the same way that you're like, as long as you view the actor as completely different, it's fully okay to accept the acting as mm. it stands. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It just doesn't grow on me over time. Um, let's move on to people, one of people's main problems with this movie and series, and that is the animation. <sighs> Now, uh, yes, I found I came across something that said that this movie, and I'm assuming TV series, uh, was 
animated with an animation software called Autodesk. And it shows. It feels like somebody just put in a prompt and said, auto-animate this. That is... This was animated with Autodesk? Autodesk. You're kidding. You use Autodesk? No, I used to in high school, but yeah. that's... That's crazy. High school, huh? Yeah. Yep. 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 Tried getting extra credit, and I got none. Yeah. It was, it was used with Autodesk. I had never heard of Autodesk before, but I feel like... It does sound like something that someone would use in high school. <laughs> Um, you got to remember, this was 2007, it was, it was, seven, they would have been, pro- yeah, not 1997. <laughs> like, I know that we had better animation out there in it 2007, was, now, t- t- Okay, we were talking about when the, the movie first came on, like, the nostalgia, the, the, um, because I remember where I was at, like, like my, where, where was that, like, this movie was very popular. Like, all the kids were talking about it, all the parents were taking the kids to the movie theaters to see it and stuff. The merch was insane. Um, they made a video game based off of it. Like, there, there was just so much, like, with it. I think that's where our slight age difference does show, because I was just... You were probably, like, right at the top of that age bracket. I was at the bottom of the age bracket where... Uh, I was like 15 or 16 when this came out. And so it was very much known among me and my friends as a horrible kids movie. Like, why would I go see that? Like, it looked like a joke. But maybe for the people in the next age bracket down, it was like, whoa, look at this. Okay, to be fair, it still looks like a joke. But 15 years removed? Yeah. um, It has not... Even then, it still has not aged well. It is not. I will, I will freely admit. So one reviewer, Tom Long of Media News, said, The animation is down, downright weak compared to what's generally seen on screen these days. And that the characters are so stiff, they look like they were carved by Pinocchio's father. <laughs> Dang, Pinocchio. It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. Ahsoka doesn't even look like she's fully rendered or no. Like there they were a lot of the this, Jawas. Oh my lord! Don't even. Yeah, there a lot of moments in this um, entire film. I feel like they were just tied on budget and time. They didn't fully because a lot of this they could have fixed um, if they had given like each render more frames. If they had. Um, worked out some of the explosions, some of the lighting, some of the the, the detail, uh, the textures even. Um, if they had just given a little bit more time and attention to any or all of it, yeah. this thing could have been, of course. But that's the difference between like a good film and a great film. This is also a minor note, but I noticed a few moments of distorted audio on the voice recordings, uh, particularly, particularly Anakin. He shouts at Ahsoka at one point, Whose side are you on anyway? And it is so blown out. Could they not have recorded in 32-bit float? Again, I'm probably being too picky. Audio nerd. I'm just saying. It's true. Uh, my last note that I made before we really get into the plot was, I'm so glad the Sky Guy nickname didn't oh, stay pre- a thing. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I remember watching this for the first time, mm-hmm. that she's like, all right, Sky Guy. It almost like the little bit of vomit in the back of the throat, like yeah, no, sky ew, stop that. I wasn't really clear how Snips became a nickname for her because she's snippy, because she's snippy. Did he say sarcastic. that because he just like called Literally. her Snips out of nowhere? He said that. Uh huh. Right after she called him Sky Guy, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna teach you a lesson, you you know, because you're so snippy." 
And then they like go off to blow off, blow up the generator. Anyway, well, anyway, that's, anyway, that's more endearing Thank at least. But the Lord, that it did not. Stick. Yeah, she calls him Sky Guy throughout this whole movie. I'm like, ugh, ick. Did not. Thankfully, somebody must have talked to uh, George or Dave yeah. afterward and been like, just, just ixnay the nickname. So as awful as the animation is, well, I feel bad calling it awful because people, you know, worked hard on this, but still. They worked on it. Uh, my main problem with this movie is the... Also, I'm sorry. These Right droids, as you yes, cut me off as I get to an look important at, sentence. What? Look at, look at those droids. They look like Coke cans. That's all they look like. We have the movie playing on mute sorry, in the background as we record this. I feel like that's important to oh, know. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> okay. They're literally just giant soda cans. How can did I, I not see that before? Anyway, you can were I saying, finish my very you, key you, sentence? You think you were saying something important, so go ahead. It was important. My main problem with this movie... The plot. Ah, uh, yes. The this plot. was the this was the plot that deserved a theatrical release. The kidnapping of Jabba the Hutt's son. Now I know that you know we also have the introduction of Ahsoka worked in there. Who was asking about Jabba's son? Who wanted a plot surrounding this? Um, it's just so all over the place, and there's so much happening. They try even to make time for like some so-called emotional dialogue uh like Anakin at one point is like Ahsoka I understand I know what it's like this but again the emotional quote-unquote moments are just as fast-paced as the rest of the movie that just none of it lands they get better with the tv series okay Uh, and for being the first one of the entire series of, of everything, like this was this was the first of kind of the, 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 the first domino in the chain of animated movies, like like this was a lot. For what this was, it's fantastic. Fantastic with is a that, generous word. With that being said, I'm curious how you're gonna are, follow this up. There are a lot of awkward moments in this in the entire pacing. Again, pacing, plot, um, some of the the screen cuts and zooms, the the close. Crop. Again, the, there are very like sudden and jarring, jarring cuts in jarring this movie. Cuts. Uh, there's yeah, and also the soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, thank you for bringing that Why up. Why do we have country music? Why do we have rock music? Why do we have random Middle Eastern music? There was, there was, there was, this, the, this guy. Soundtrack in this was fantastic. This guy, I think his name was Kevin, let me look it Costner. up. Costner. No, he did not come to score this Kevin movie. from The Office. No, Kevin. Kevin. Kiner, Kevin Kiner. That's his name. Um... He did this music, and I think he was trying to dabble into every single genre on now, Earth. Okay, and there were a couple of moments, like, in the... On Coruscant, like, the sleazy part of town, they kind of had that, like, film noir jazz music. Don't say the word sleazy. On, um, on Teth, they had that kind of Middle Eastern, like, monk village music going on. I get, like, the, when we the, meet... the theme setting and stuff, but the thing was, as a whole, it was so drastically different from the film... Yeah. It felt, um, what, what's the word? It, it, it lacked the immersion that the film needed. I think it's when we meet Zero. There's like country music playing in oh, the yeah, bar or something. Was, but uh, we'll get to Zero later. But um, we do, okay. And I did say there are parts of this movie that aren't the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, we meet Asajj Ventress. 
who is one of my favorite characters of all time. She was first introduced in the 2003 uh, Tartakovsky series. But and her, her introduction in that series, she was she yeah. had the potential to be She's one of the coolest terrifying. Star Wars villains. Yeah. And then I feel like they kind of made her character lackluster. Well, they kind of make her into an anti-hero later in the Clone Wars series itself. They didn't quite know what to do with her. Um, they give Wasted Dooku an apprentice. Potential. However, that's I feel like she steals every scene that she's in. And she her voice acting is so stinking good. I think uh, this woman's name is Nika Futterman? (laughs) (laughs) How would you pronounce this? F-U-T-T-E-R-M-A-N. Not what I was expecting. Yeah. Futterman? Futter. Futterman. Okay, that's just even worse. Okay. (laughs) So, Nika... Nika. Actually, she looks like Asajj. She looks like Futterman. How how am I supposed to say that name? I I don't know. Here... No, don't have... No, no, no. Nope, we're going to do it. I don't want to do this. Here we go. Uh, English. I don't want to hear Google say this. Uh, how's, what's her... Nika? Nika? F-U-T-T-E-R-M-A-N. All right, here you go. Google says... Nika Futterman. Futterman! Ah! There you go. Right. Okay. Um, cool. So we... <laughs> it says, translate from Croatian. Croatian! <laughs> okay. Um... She is in this movie. Anyway, she does a great job. Uh, I feel like her character is uh, sinister, but you can still see her flaws, her self-consciousness. There's, I, I, I just love Asajj Ventress. No, she's a great, a great yeah. villain. Uh, other things about this movie that aren't terrible. Uh, the duel between Dooku and Anakin on Tatooine. Surprisingly solid. Better than I remember. Um... I can't remember, and we were talking about it before, there's only a handful of, of sequences in like the Clone Wars series or the movies where Dooku and Anakin fight. There's surprisingly a lot in the Clone Wars series. Um, there are a few major arcs that they share together, but Dooku is only really a major player in the like early seasons of the Clone Wars. You don't see him and then he kind of like later on. Yeah. But um, Dooku plays on Anakin's connection... An attachment to Tatooine in this, which I totally forgot about. And that was actually pretty decent. Christopher Lee, again, uh, wonderful job as Dooku with his line deliveries here. Fantastic. Uh, Okay, one note that I have. (laughs) You can read Uh, that one. So there's there's a scene where they're uh, exiting the, um, the Teth Monastery and... The, dro- the droidicas start rolling the after Anakin and, and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka looks back, and there's this awkward cut to her face, and she's like, oh no, rolling death balls. Rolling death balls? And then Anakin turns and takes it. And like, it's, it's a great like final sequence. They finally get the ship and stuff. But just out of context. Just, just why? Like, why? Hilarious. The script um, writing, like, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down... So talking about Uncle Jabba's Uncle Zero, I wrote. Ah uh, yes. I, I said this character is dot 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 problematic at best. You know, this was two thousand eight. Okay, this was a long time ago. People were a lot less sensitive about just everything. Well, 
it was also when I saw this when it came out or soon after it came out, um, I was on the fence during the whole movie because I just didn't feel like I was watching Star Wars. And then when we met Zero, that's when this movie lost me. I was like, because I was like, what is this character that is so out of place in the Star Wars universe? Just like the southern stereotypes that they were giving him. Everything. All the stereotypes and also, on one. Why does he speak basic? Yeah, I have questions on that one, It's the too, only hut I've ever seen that speaks basic. Um, there were a few other... In, like, in the book series, there were a few other huts that could speak basic, but they didn't want to because it was difficult. I'm talking about scene. Like, like, in, like in movies. Yeah, in an adaptation. Yeah, okay, he's like, I think, one of the only huts that speaks. Basic. It's not okay with me. <laughs> no. No. I think this, like, was, this was more just a trendsetter. Like, they started expanding, mm. like, into just how wild the Star Wars universe is in, like, um, accents or uh, costumes or cultures or stuff. Like, dude, the man had neon tattoos. It was... That's, honestly, that's kind of cool. It's... it's fine. On a scientific level alone, you know. It's, it's fine. But, I don't know, this whole... I, anytime... We were in a scene with Zero. I was like, is this scene almost over? Is this scene almost over? Uh, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. I also... Okay, my final note. Because there's... The plot is just... I don't know if it's like... at best? Yeah, I don't know if it's like too convoluted or just too simplistic. Jabba's son gets kidnapped. Zero orchestrated it, or at least was part of it. And they get him back. The end. But well, I try to wonder, like, if this was a two or three episode, like Clone Wars arc, would I be more forgiving? Absolutely not. I don't think so. No, it's not compelling enough. It doesn't. The once Clone Wars started getting into like serious, like three or four episode arcs, they they got a lot better. Yeah, they always had like such a depth to them and like the bigger picture in mind. This is just I. I, I was saying, like, imagine going to see this in theaters and you're getting all these well, awkward close-ups of Jabba the Hutt. And I feel like this film and Star Wars, like, the Clone Wars Season 1, really, people look at it and they're like, that's a child show. It is. And then later on by Season 5, five and 6, like, yeah. it's fully grounded. It is It is a show for all ages. Oh, look at the Jawas. Oh, Aren't they rendered so well? Terribly, <laughs> terribly rendered. Um, I'm pretty sure I thought that was an alpha render, like, yeah. the first time we saw it. My uh, final note on here is everything always goes down on Tatooine. And we said Tatooine is such a backwater planet, but why does everything happen on Tatooine? Everything always comes to a head. One of my largest pet peeves with the Star Wars universe is, according according to the lore, Tatooine is one of the, like, farthest systems in the Outer Rim. Like, nobody goes there, and that's why it's so... Ideal for all, apparently everything that goes on because nothing happens out there mm-hmm. in the in the far distant outer rim, and yet the chosen one lives there. The chosen ones, the chosen one son. <laughs> Try saying that three times. The chosen fast. son. The chosen son is like he's born and raised there. Jabba the Hutt there. Boba Fett's there. Yeah. Like everyone is. Everything always goes down on Tatooine. I'm like, can you imagine just this little podunk town like out in South Dakota? And everything around the galaxy revolves around this tiny little town. I think, realistically speaking, in the live-action universe, everything goes down on Tatooine because it's easier to shoot. <laughs> it's just a desert. It's and just there's a, a lot of those around. It requires zero Tunisia, 
Tunisia. Yep. That's where they usually film. Um, but yeah, so that was just a random side note. But this uh, whole series, this whole film, sorry, uh, is set up as a lead into the series. I have mixed feelings on movies that serve as setups for TV shows. Um, I feel like I think it's a bad formula. If they had done it so that they did the series first and then culminated in a movie, that would have been. I mean, basically, what we get in the final season of the Clone Wars basically is the movie lead. Is up. a movie. Um, I'm, I was like trying to think of times where that has succeeded the movie leading into a TV series, and the only example I could think of was Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Also, and that's not a bad example. It's not that a bad example. I love solid. that movie. Yeah. As the kids say, it slapped. <sighs> yeah. It was a good yeah. movie. Yeah. So um, I have one more quote from a film critic, Eric D. Snyder. He said, remember how people talked about the Star Wars prequels like they were the worst movies ever made when really, come on, they weren't that bad. The Clone Wars actually is that bad. <laughs> Awkwardly painful, but yeah. very much true. Yeah. Like, this movie is as bad as we used to make fun of the prequels for. Oh, that's a harsh reality. It's a harsh reality. Tis, but, tis, tis. But to its credit, it set the stage for it, a wonderful journey. It crawled so, so that, that Dave Filoni could, could fly. Yeah. This man, what he's done with... It like, crawled so that Dave Filoni could force jump. <laughs> <laughs> also an apt description. Yeah. Star Wars, like, season six. Absolutely fantastic. Actually, my friend Ewan and I, we were having a debate about Clone Wars season six the other day, actually. But I'll have to save that. We're going to have to save that that commiseration for another day. Yeah. So, final uh, final over, like, full thoughts on this. I know we've criticized it the entire time. Oh, I hate it. I have no intention of watching this again. Okay, on a one to ten? Zero to ten? I'll give it a two. Mm, Fair. Yeah. I was going to give it 2.5. Uh, I'll give it 2.6. 2.7. Never mind, it's 2.4. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, like, I do appreciate the music tried. The music, the music tried. tried. I mean, they had, like, a so couple callbacks hard. to Williams themes, but... But I feel like somebody just, like, Googled, like, dramatic It feels music. like stock music. You know, dramatic sci-fi music, and they just kind of plugged it in where they needed it. Not, I mean, hey, I couldn't compose anything to save my life. But still, uh, at just no point did I ever feel like I was watching a Star Wars movie. You know, it didn't. It doesn't give you that same the, feeling. The, the title screen that said Star Wars wasn't enough for you? It didn't even say Star Wars. It just says The Clone Wars. No, it said Star Wars, but uh, The Clone Wars. But it doesn't have... No. And the, like, the, little, the little crawl and the... the and it wasn't the same. Okay. It wasn't the same. Okay. It's not the same, man. But, like I said, it serves as a, as the set. As a, yep, this was this was the start of great, the Which, start of great things. Great things. So many things. But we'll have to get into that next time. Next time. Because we are going into the Clone Wars series, folks. It's happening. It's official. It's official, so. Which is really just, honestly, it's just a placeholder until we get to Andor. Yeah. Or... We'll, we'll come back to it once... You know, we get through indoor season two and stuff like we got plenty of material to work with and plenty of things to commiserate about in the meantime. So much. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Looked forward to see you next week. I looked forward to seeing all of you next week as well. All right, see you then. (laughs)